Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Open the pod bay doors, now. What's going on everyone? My name is Michael and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Today I'm joined by Tom and Alex. Thank you for both coming on. How are you going? Great, great. Thank you, Michael. Glad yeah, to be very here. Good. Very Thanks for having us. For this episode. No worries. Very keen to get into this one. So in this episode, we'll be breaking down not only, in my opinion, one of the best science fiction movies of all time, but one of the greatest films of all time, Christopher Nolan epic Interstellar. And to help us get through this episode and its mind-bending plot, we'll be drinking some Stoner Woods. Yeah. As always, make sure you're following the podcast on your chosen streaming platform and leave a five-star review. Also, check out the Cinemaze YouTube channel where I post video essays on film and TV characters. So to those who are new listeners of Cinemates, I like to get an idea of who our guests are and what they like to watch. So we start these episodes with a few questions about cinema. First question, I'll start with you, Alex. Timothy Charlemagne or Tom Holland? It's a big one. They've, uh, they're both very up and coming at the moment. Um, definitely Timothy though, for sure. I don't know. He's I just feel like, like his movies. Yeah. Better. His movies are better. And I feel like his acting range is a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, he's been around for a bit longer. Like he's in interstellar as a younger actor and yeah, for sure. I don't know. Like in my head, Tom Holland's kind of just Marvel and yeah, no, I agree with Alex. Um, Timothy Chalamet definitely has a, better body of work in my opinion um while i love the mcu and i love what tom holland's done with spider-man yeah. um <clears throat> yeah i think i'm more of an andrew garfield spider-man to be honest but, okay yeah i think tom holland's a bit of a you know just throw him in the works like young actor yeah spider-man but yeah fair enough timothy chalamet is definitely up there for me with one of my favorite actors next question wes anderson or paul thomas anderson <laughs> Oh, Wes Anderson <laughs> for sure. He's probably fan? one of my favorite. I love all of his movies, like Fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah. um, French Dispatch of most recent. 
Grand Budapest. Oh, I just love all of them. I don't know, just the way he directs them and the way he makes the them. The style. So, the style. It's so, like, quirky and, like, uh, very film festival-y. Like, mm, um, for sure. Yeah. Nice. I can't really have an opinion on this one because I haven't seen any of them. No way. <laughs> Neither of them. Uh, I was looking at their sort of film before. I've never seen like Grand Budapest or oh, Grand Stitch Pack. It's like always the same actors. It's always like Owen Wilson. What's um, the, the, what are the who's, yeah. who's Thomas? What does he know? Not Tom. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, Paul He's Thomas. done There Will Be Blood, yeah, Licorice okay. Pizza. I've seen There Will Be Blood and that's, yeah. Okay, so that's you, in my that's so in my list. So your answer. Okay, so my answer Paul, would be it would, yeah, Tom, <laughs> Paul Thomas. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, well, you got to start watching uh, yeah. both of their movies yeah. more. Mm. Uh, but fair enough. That's why we do these questions. Next question: Zendaya or Anya Taylor Joy? Zendaya. Yep. Why? By a long, long, margin. long way. You reckon? Yeah. Have you seen Queen's Gambit? Yeah, Queen's. I love Queen's Gambit. Um, and she was great in it, but. Zendaya, man, just just, just killing it at the moment. She I don't is, know. She yeah, is. she's killing Even it. Even if she got um, like a five minute showing in June, June yeah, oh, yeah. Um, she'll have a big part. Yeah, yeah in, part, in part two. two. But yeah, she's killing it at the moment. Just like, oh, like even out of the movie game, she's still killing it. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like she'd be kind of the leading actress going around at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, next question: The other guys or wedding crashes? I have to say the other guys. Yeah, nice. I have to agree. Have that to being agree. said, though, I think Owen Wilson and um, Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn are are like one of the best, like sort yeah, of yeah, one of the goat duos, actor of all duos. Time. Um, mm. The movies that they put out is like yeah. they're always so funny. But I think just specifically that Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> combination. <laughs> combination is so good. That gum scene, pop, gum that pop. Scene <laughs> and, um, yeah, there's some seriously iconic quotes in the yeah. other guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, tough, tough to go past it. Next question, Ozark or Euphoria? Well, I haven't seen either, actually. I haven't, haven't seen, seen no. either of them. Mum's been on my case to start Ozark and I've watched snippets of Euphoria when my girlfriend's watching it next to me. Um, but, yeah, I haven't seen either. It's a bit disappointing. but Mate, you got to watch it. I know. Um, I'll speak to both of them quickly before Tom answers. Ozark, I watched the first season and it was good but it wasn't. I don't know, it kind of dragged on a bit, but I've since gotten back into it and mm. it's insane. Um, I would say it's up there with, with Succession. Yeah. And Euphoria, yeah, a lot of people kind of get turned off like after a few episodes, but if you persist, it's really good. Um, Tom? Yeah, no, I, um, I haven't seen Ozark, but, you know, recently I've been binging Euphoria mm. and, you know, I really enjoyed it. It's, I think the cinematography is is yeah. like outstanding and then the music. Yeah, just the character development throughout. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I also really enjoyed your YouTube uh, video essay on it. Um, <laughs> I was about to give myself a little <laughs> plug. So to the listeners out there, if you have seen Euphoria, I've done a video essay on the characters of Euphoria, which you should go check out. Uh, so nice reminder there, Tom. Uh, <laughs> next question, Into the Deep Ones. Uh, most memorable movie that you've seen in cinemas? Um, I'll start and it's, it's a recent one. Actually, I have two equal favorites for different reasons. Um, the first one was Avengers Endgame. Nice. And I think that was like summing up the whole sort of like 20, what is it? 22, 23 movies. Yeah. Over like um, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And th- just seeing that all come to fruition 
in that final battle, battle was so epic. Did you cry during the portal scene? I <laughs> didn't? didn't exactly. <laughs> I, didn't, didn't? <laughs> I didn't cry per se, but I was like, Close. the hairs on my arms were, were you know, trying to get to yeah. the ceiling. Absolutely. <laughs> and then my equal second is definitely Spider-Man No Way Home. Nice. When, when uh, no spoilers, but Toby and Andrew come out and... Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I watched that on the plane home again and I was crying on the plane. End game? Yeah. No, uh, no way home. And it was oh, so good. I just I love it. But my most memorable movie, it's a bit weird. Okay. Um, you know Robin Hood with Russell Crowe? Okay. <laughs> it's so, it's like. I haven't actually seen you the haven't. whole thing. I went and saw that in IMAX with one of my mates. Yeah. And it was just like. These massive battle scenes and like Russell Crowe just tearing up, <laughs> and there's just like one shot where he does this just humongous just arrow, and oh, it was just so good on IMAX. <laughs> so it's memorable. Just, it's so just, niche. It's just it is, but it's just stuck with me forever. Yeah. Like as soon as I saw that question, that was the first thing that came to my no, head. No, that's good. I if I feel like it's weird how random movies can do that to you, mm. um, but that's what's so good about cinema. Next question, fastest TV show binge? Um, I reckon mine would definitely have to be Succession. Of nice. Binging in a, like all three seasons in my isolation week <laughs> last week. In, in one week. <laughs> it was cooked. Oh I reckon probably less, probably like six days. How many oh, wow. episodes in, in no, it's season? 10 episodes each season. Each They're like an hour, like an each hour each long. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, there's not really much else to do except yeah. watch. What's yeah. the math on that? Oh, my oh, God. It's a good That's 30. some serious binging. Yeah, it was a lot. Tom? Yeah, I think mine was in a similar sort of time frame in the lockdown we had last year or whatever. And it was Stranger Things. I did all three seasons in like wow. three days. Nice. That mm. is, yeah. Um, it's similar as well, like hour each, 10 yeah. episodes. Yeah, and then I think the finale oh is usually like an hour and a half. Yeah, lockdown definitely had some binging there. Uh, next question, favorite Australian movie? This is interesting because me and Alex on the way here, I talked about this category and we were like, um, okay, like say what yours is. And we both said Breath by Tim, uh, not Tim Winton, by the, based on the book by Tim Winton. Yeah. But, okay. Um, I haven't actually seen Breath. It's very good. It's very good. Is that sure. the horror movie? No, it's, no, the, it's the surfing one. So yeah, it's about. Oh, yeah, yeah with. Um, Samson Coulter and the guy from what's The it? Mentalist yeah, or whatever. Mentalist yeah, yeah. Simon yeah. Baker. Okay, yeah, and it's good. It's very, very good. good yeah. Very good. Interesting. It's a bit. It gets a bit weird, though. I will say. Yeah, there's okay. some. There's some rare. <laughs> they, there's some rare bits in it. Do but. they start breathing or something? <laughs> uh, somewhat. Uh, next question: Movie that you think everyone needs to see? Um, well, definitely, I think Interstellar. I think it's it's my favorite movie of all time. But for yep. the purpose of of this question, I will say Fight Club. Okay. Uh, David Fincher movie. Nice. Um, stars Edward Nolan and Brad Pitt. And I think, you know, it's up there with one of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion. Mm. And For um, sure. But I can't really say anything more about it because... <laughs> You're not you know, allowed to. No. <laughs> breaking the first rule. <laughs> uh, good. Definitely a cracker. Alex. Yeah. Um, yeah. So mine is one of Christopher Nolan's originals. Okay. It's called The Following. Ooh. I'm the... Like, like the very isn't that original. his like first movie? Yeah. yeah, um, I just thought it's very good personally for me. I think it's like one of my favorites. Just the plot is just it's so out there. Like following interviewing a bloke that follows people around. Yeah, for like 
a living. Like when you really think about it, like how interesting would that be? Just following <laughs> different people, like seeing what they do. But I just think it's a good film. Like gets inside like someone's head and what's going on in that kind of situation. And yeah. I think everyone's just got to have a look at it. Yeah, I'm a huge uh, Christopher Nolan fan, but I haven't actually ever gotten around to watching um, the following. So the fact that that movie propelled him obviously meant it had to be good. So mm. definitely one to watch. <clears throat> Next question, favourite streaming service? Uh, probably got to be Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Binge for me. I've okay. switched across the uh, binge. Because um, of Succession and HBO and Yeah, stuff. there's a, I, just like I watched a bit of The Walking Dead, got back into that a little bit. Yeah. And then got back into Fear of the Walking Dead and Succession. And there's just like good movies on there. There is. Like Netflix, I feel like, and I feel like everyone's like this, I feel like I've watched everything Yeah, on there. Um, And binge has just got a good selection. 100%. Yeah, true. I've watched some binge shows like Pam and Tommy. Is that on binge? No, it's Disney Plus. Disney oh, Plus. That is good. That was, that was good. What's on Binge then? HBO. Foxtel. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched anything on Binge. <laughs> but they're all good. They're all quality. So you're a liar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair enough. They're all quality. All right. They're all quality. All right. Next question. TV show that you're watching in the moment. Um, I'm like midway through like three different TV shows and that's Moon Knight because nice. only one episode at a week at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm also... Watching Breaking Bad for the first time. First time? First time. Are you liking it? I'm really enjoying it. I've hit a bit of a roadblock though. Yeah. Um, Just with like... A couple seasons in? Like season and a half. Okay. Um, Not that it's not that it's like bad. I just like haven't found time to watch it. Uh, and I'm also watching The Punisher, the Marvel one. Um, just came out on Disney+. Plus. Um, nice. It's got John Bernthal in it who... Who's also a great actor, and it's a bit it's a bit dark, but I'm yeah. really enjoying it. Is that not on Netflix? No, no, it, it went off Netflix and, and got picked up by all the ah. all the Netflix ones are now over to Disney. Oh, yeah. true, actually, yeah. I saw like Luke Cage and Iron yeah. Fist and stuff all yeah. get transferred. No, I think it's a good move. Mm. Um, uh, for me, at the moment, I finished Succession, watching Moon Knight as well, but that's week for week. Yep. Um, nothing else really. At the moment, been watching more movies than TV shows. Okay. But I think um, I want to finish off Boba Fett. I didn't actually finish yeah. it. I only watched the first three. Yeah, I only watched the first three. Mate, you it got gets pretty great. Episode, yeah. gets episode ev- five, you're going to yeah, ev- blow yeah, your socks Everyone's the last, saying like, that three to three episodes me. are just <sighs> Yeah. I, I'm going to say this. Like, I didn't – there were parts of Boba Fett that I didn't like, but episode five or six, you'll know what I'm yeah. talking about, Tom. But I reckon it was some of the best Star Wars I've seen in a while. Yeah, so, it's it's. I was excited yeah, for it. That. It's so fun. Have you seen that thing where the bloke in Parks and Rec, like I don't know, five or six years ago, <laughs> like word for words, the first scene of Boba Fett. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's he standing up in court and he's like, he's like, um, Boba Fett's fist comes out of the. Whatever oh, it's yeah. called, oh, out sorry, of the sand and pulls yeah, himself yeah. up. And that's actually the first scene of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, like of what would happen to yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So in the last episode, we had a Cinemates community elevator pitch from Mackenzie. She recommended Pieces of Her. And I hate to say it, but I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I watched an episode and a half. Um, it stars Tony Collette and... Uh, basically as a mother who 
gets involved in a kind of shooting and where I think it's going is like that she was actually involved in it. But um, it was just the writing and the dialogue was a bit kind of very cliche and kind of wasn't really entertaining. And the shooter just starts like killing people out of nowhere in the first episode. <laughs> um, and then the police are interrogating her daughter who's like been in this shootout and she's so like traumatized and shook from it but they're already like treating her as a suspect for no reason. So just little weird things like that um, made me not really like it. So uh, thank you for the elevator pitch, Mackenzie, uh, but sad to say Pieces of Her was not for me. Um, and next episode we'll be back with the elevator pitch. So getting into Interstellar, to the listeners out there who haven't seen the sci-fi epic, what would you say about the movie in one word? Uh, I'll start. I wrote down here i wrote masterpiece nice yeah it's it's definitely my favorite movie of all time and it's it's up there by a long margin i just think um the writing of it i think christopher nolan co-wrote it with his brother yeah jonathan mm-hmm. yeah and just that mixed with the cinematography and and the acting is just all top tier and then you know mix that with a Hans Zimmer soundtrack. <laughs> it's yeah. just and you have a massive it is insane. Oh. And just yeah, the journey you go on with these oh, characters. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's unreal. Alex? Um Boggling was boggling. mine. <laughs> um I think it's a movie, it's a very good movie, but if you look away for too long and you try and come back. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. No chance. You got to be watching. You got to be invested. Yeah. It it does keep you engaged the whole time, but at the end of it, it's uh we'll get into it, but yeah, it definitely is boggling. boggling. Yeah, for sure. My one word is going to be mind-blowing. Um same as you, Tom. This is one of as I said at the start of the episode, one of my favorite movies of all time as well. And what I think is one of the best sci-fi films, I think the story is so unique and they just did it so perfectly. The cast is insane. So if you haven't seen Interstellar, firstly, I think you got some issues. And <laughs> secondly, um, go watch it. It is long though, I will say. It is long. It's nearly three well, hours. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of movies that are coming, like I feel like movies are just getting longer and longer. Like, yeah. I feel like yeah, the last three movies it. I've seen in the cinemas have all been two and a half hours yeah, plus. For sure. I think um, just on the the longness, um, Interstellar for me was one of my most memorable cinematic experiences. Like I remember being at like George Street event cinemas on the opening day with my brothers and my dad and the three hours was just like holy shit like the whole time. Yeah. So mm. you do get taken for a ride but it is long. Absolutely. I don't think I ever went and saw it in cinemas. I didn't either. I don't, I don't remember the first time I watched it, but I've, I've watched it like 20 times. Yeah, so. Good. Yeah. At least you caught up. Uh, so getting into it, just a quick recap of Interstellar for those who need a, a quick jog of the memory. So in Earth's future, a global crop blight and second dust bowl are slowly rendering the planet uninhabitable. Professor Brand, a brilliant NASA scientist, is working on plans to save mankind by transporting Earth's population to a new home through a wormhole. But first, Brand must send former NASA pilot Cooper and a team of researchers through the wormhole and across the galaxy. On one of the planets, the crew encounters 
giant waves that cost them 23 years of Earth time due to the proximity to a nearby black hole Gargantua. Then traveling to the next planet, uh, the surviving scientist there admits that the planet is uninhabitable and sent fake data to be rescued. And he then later hijacks the cruise ship and causes an explosion. Uh, Cooper and Brand then redock the ship and are forced to slingshot around the black hole Gargantua where Cooper ejects himself and Tars, the robot, to collect data from the black hole to save Earth. He then is transported to the Tesseract where he is placed behind his daughter Murph's bookcase and is able to interact with gravity to transmit data to Earth into his wristwatch. And finally, Murph deciphers the message and solves the gravitational theory to enable humanity to leave Earth while Cooper and Tars fly to Dr. Edmund's planet where Brand is preparing a colony for humanity. The end, absolute mind boggler. Good rap. Let's get straight into it. Mm. What do we think were the best parts and scenes within Interstellar? There's so many, man. There's a lot. <laughs> There's an so endless list. A cinematic experience, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. Um, yeah, I think for me, I think it all sort of starts when they get to Miller's planet, which is the water planet. Yeah. I think it all sort of like this kicks is when, into this is when it kicks in and you're like, holy crap, yeah. here we go. Um. And it's almost like the first twist of the movie as well. Yeah. So they go like, they go down onto that <coughs> planet and they already know the time slippage because they're they're near mm. the black hole and mm. it's every hour that they spend on the planet is seven years back on Earth. Yeah. Um so they go down and, and Cooper performs this, you know, bit of a sick move to get down and save a lot of time, but yeah. then you know, ultimately they get done by these yeah. <laughs> by these ginormous waves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like like the risk of the the whole mission actually isn't like emphasized until they get to that time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, it's kind of everyone's very relaxed about it. Like, and then they're very optimistic. Yeah, and Cooper finds out about this massive time slippage, and then it's just like the music yeah. sets in and it starts setting the scene, and it's like, oh. We're in for a big, big ride here. Absolutely. Because, like, at this point, um, you know, we've kind of established who Cooper is and his family. Um, they've introduced us to, like, this earth um, that's set in, like, 2067. And, like, we get introduced to the relationships and why the time slippage is going to have such a huge impact. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely dials up. And I think just touching on kind of how they set the movie up, like what I found was so good about Interstellar is that, you know, they talk about how they can't really grow food anymore in this like period of time on earth, Mm. but they don't like shove it down our throats. Mm. Like they don't just like give us an explanation at the start. Like we only just get like, we learn about it through just normal people talking. Yeah, and I thought that that had like never really been done before. Like usually mm. you'd expect like a monologue at the start to say like it's 2067 and X, Y, Z. Yeah. So I really liked that. And then um, equally as well, like we see how emotional it is for um, Coop to leave his family, his kids for this mission yeah. to save Earth. And he's like crying as he drives away. Mm. Um and then we get all the whole like, you know, really realistic space travel like where with them at NASA and 
they go into the hibernation chambers and it's like so cool to see how, I, I don't know why, but I thought it was so cool to see when they're flying past Saturn before they go into the wormhole, mm. there's like all these shots where the ship is like literally so a small. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. tiny. It's, it's tiny. awesome. And it's like and it's that's so. in the rings so, of the planet, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like so yeah. real and like you were like, holy shit, like and the stakes start to build before we get to yeah. um, Dr. Miller's planet. And then we also see Gargantua. Um, so I thought it, it does really start to build before that planet. And then, of course, we get the Hans Zimmer score, which really starts to mm. kick in. Um, Fun fact about that that um, score. So on Miller's planet, we know, as we said, the seven years on Earth goes by every hour. Yeah. There's a really sort of faint ticking noise going mm. on in that scene yep. as soon as the, <coughs> the ship lands. Mm. And that happens every... I think it starts every 1.25 seconds and it Something sort of builds like up. It's like very suspenseful. And a mathematician went and worked out like <laughs> what what it was and figured out that it was roughly one day passing every tick. Every on Earth. S- like tick, yeah. So oh it, was, my God. it was going every like every one second. It's insane. One day passing. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Mm. Um, I thought as well like when where – because obviously the planet is near Gargantua. Mm. Um, and that's why the time difference is so big. Yeah, that's it. Um, another fun fact is that they got a Nobel Prize winning astrophysicist, Kip Torn, to help them write these equations on what a black hole would firstly look like and how it would like bend light. Mm. And they teamed up with this visual effects team and it took them like months to render the image um, so as they went all out in like being so subtle with these tiny things with yeah. the ticking, they like seriously went ham on like the science of what it would look like. Yeah. Um, and they even won best visual effects Academy award for it. So little things like that we start yeah. to get and they, they're not just making some like, you know, blockbustery space movie. Like they're going hard. Yeah. It's all like, it's a big movie, but I feel like what they did well is not beating around the bush. Like yeah. a lot of movies take like a lot of time to build up. They don't. It's kind of just like here we are. This is what's happening. This is where we're yeah. going. Yeah, they set this the is what they're really trying well. to do, yeah. and we're off. Yeah, and then once they're off, it's just like keeps rolling Non-stop. and rolling, rolling. Through. Yeah, so good. Mm. And I feel like um, so obviously they find that the um, Doctor Miller is dead. Yeah. And they wasted all these years for nothing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, firstly, <clears throat> Cooper says like they're not mountains, they're waves. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. He, goes, he goes out the back and looks up and there's this <laughs> and huge the, wave. The and camera the camera pans up and you yeah, go, it's like, holy It's like shit. a kilometre high. Yeah, it's and so then big. The music is just insane. I remember being in the cinema and being like, holy shit. Yeah. Like so fucked. And then um, they get... <clears throat> they um they always have to get out of there pretty quickly and one of the astronauts Doyle dies but then they finally get off the planet after wasting all this fuel wasting all these years and mm. uh Anne Hathaway and McConaughey just performing so well like they're crying and like they've just lost like 20 years for all their loved ones back on earth yeah. and they just kill it um what did you guys think of when they get off the planet yeah well Romlo Romlo greets them on yeah. the uh, 
when the, he when stayed the hatch back. door opens because he stayed to do a bit of research on the um, yeah, endurance. Yeah. Mm. And he stands there and he's he's you know, he's gone a bit grey. Yeah. And and <laughs> you know, he just goes, I've waited years. Yeah. Imag- imagine being him in space. Twenty three years well, he did some in cri- space. Well, on he did his some cryos. Yeah, 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 a couple, yeah, a couple, a couple naps. But, but then he, he didn't set the end date on his last one or something. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no that was Sorry, that was wrong yeah. astronaut. Yeah. Um, Different one. But so so good in that sense. Very um, good. And then straight away, obviously, because it's been 20 years, they've got all these recordings from their kids. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite scenes. McConaughey obviously was like the most concerned with the time slippage. He yep. goes straight to the recordings and he sits down and it's like these um, recordings span 23 years, starts watching. Tom and Murph are obviously young at the time, but um, – then I think he starts like Tom. Tom's showing like a photo of his like girlfriend or something. Yeah. And the camera's on McConaughey, and he starts like smiling at the start, but then it stays on him, and he just like cries out of nowhere. Yeah, he just snaps. It's in insane. Yeah. It's and so I don't think it's so good. I've I've cried a lot in that. I know exactly what happens, and every time I watch that scene, yeah. I cry. It's really, it's yeah, it's. So, I just I, I, to be fair, the last time I watched it, I was a bit drunk and I, <laughs> <laughs> bit emotional. I yeah. I love the scene. I just don't like Anne Hathaway as an actor. Really, <laughs> she just I don't know. She gets on my nerves. Why not? I don't know, she pisses me off in this movie as well. Yeah. So selfish wanting to go the and character, see. Character, yeah. Um, what's his name on the well, which happens to be the only inhabitable planet, yeah. which is quite ironic. But um, yeah, true. She's. Bit of a horn dog for Edmund. Yeah. She is <laughs> big time, but yeah, I don't know. She just pushes the wrong buttons for sure. Um, but at this point as well, we also get introduced to older Murph, who didn't do any recordings. And then I remember seeing it for the first time when she comes on screen. You're like, oh shit! Like Murph is like forty years old or thirty yeah. years old now, mm. and she says how. Um, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Her dad, Cooper, was like, um, I might, we might be the same age when I get back. And he's mm. obviously not back. Mm. Um, and she kills it. Like, she's crying straight away. Um, yeah, she says, and today is my birthday. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. And you're like, yeah, Damn. and the music as well. Like the score is so good at that point. Um, but then they obviously then go to Doctor Man's planet. What do we think of that? Sick! It's so yeah, cool how they hit co- the yeah. frozen cloud. Yeah, the frozen like, cloud. Oh, oh yeah, when so they like, cool. get onto the and planet. there's like the yeah. land like above them and below yeah. them, and it's yeah. it's a full we got. It's, it's like, like a complete ice planet. And yeah, it's so cool. Like um, <laughs> the cloud as well. Like yeah. they just clip it, <laughs> just but clip it's it so like, good. Oh. You're like, <laughs> yeah, they, oh shit! They clip it, and you're like, oh, that was. Yeah, wait, and wait. then and then Maddie McConaughey is just so chill about. It. He's like, eh, it's like, well, there's a frozen cloud. You're like, he knows what it is. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, true. How would he know? No, I thought that was so cool. And obviously they get to the base and they wake up Dr. Man. And at this point we don't know anything about him other than him being the leader of the like Lazarus missions. Yeah, supposedly yeah. He, he was the best. The best, The yeah. best That's pilot the best. that they had and um, the best scientist. But then they unzip the bag and it's just Matt Damon. And you're yeah, like, what? Matt Damon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was really cool that he cameoed. Like I had no idea he was going to be. I don't think they publicized it at all. So it was kind of like a, you know, a like a cool little surprise. Yeah. It's also, yeah, a very small part for like, you know, Matt Damon to be playing. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, he has some big impact. Yeah, he makes such a big, very yeah. big story. Impact, it's a very pivotal, pivotal character. Yeah. Um, but of course, like. So we've got this huge twist of losing 27 or 23 years on mm. the previous planet. And then we start to think like, okay, like maybe this is the new Earth, like the new planet for humanity. <laughs> but no, no, Dr. Man has to ruin it all. What did not you guys to, think of the twist? Not to be. Yeah, because, because they keep saying <clears throat> that, you know, he's been sending very unambiguous data and they're saying, can't, he's saying, come to my planet. You know, there's, yeah. there's water, there's breathable air. Yada yada yada, and he's like, "There's a surface down there." Or yeah, whatever. and then he, Which yeah, is so he, very believable, like, yeah, especially coming from the supposed head. best scientist, they yeah, have. NASA, like, like <laughs> yeah, like if you think about it, like the deeper you go, the hotter it would get. Like, yeah, yeah, think yeah. the closer you get to the yeah, to the core. Um, but I think he just nails it. Like he does, he absolutely. You nails you it. like you like him at the start, yeah. Then yeah. it slowly You're starts like, oh, to well, unravel. Here we go. He's Matt Damon. He's the second half of the movie. Maybe we've got some yeah, yeah. hope here. Yeah, I think the best like the best line he says is um, he's like, I hope like I hope you never know what it's like to miss another person. Like oh, miss yeah, another yeah, because yeah. he to see he, another face. Or something. Yeah. He wakes yeah. up and he immediately starts crying to yeah. McConaughey. Yeah, that because was, he didn't. Yeah, that's what you said before. He did. He went to bed in the cryo chamber. Set, never set the. He didn't set a waking date. Yeah. So Imagine he was doing that. Going to sleep, hoping someone would, would yeah. you know, raise you from the dead, essentially. Oh, Crazy. Wow. Bloody Jonathan and Christopher Nolan went into so much detail with that. Like, oh, okay, insane. there's this guy there, like, but what's he going through? And, like, yeah, they've done yeah, it so well. Um, of course, Dr. Mann then 
goes with Cooper down to the supposed surface and we start kind of building a bit of tension with the score and there's not really anything there. And yeah, there's like, nothing mm. there. And you're like, what's going on here? And then he, he says, pushes Coop down yeah, the he hill. Says, he just says, um, he said, I, I had so much hope when I left Earth or something. And then yeah. he goes, um, but I never really thought that, thought that my planet wouldn't be the one. And then you're like, wait, you're what? Like, and then he, <laughs> then he pushes him off the cliff. <laughs> you're like, no. Yeah. Um, but then they start like fighting and... I thought it was really cool, again, in, with the whole, like, smallness of um, space. There's, like, a long shot of, like, the tiny two guys, like, fighting on this glacier planet. Um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so then, uh, you know, after they fight down on this on this glacier, um, you know, Matt Damon leaves and he tries to get up the endurance and Anne Hathaway goes and saves, um, you know, Matty Boy. Yep, um, and they chase him towards the endurance. So they're both leaving this planet, and um, Doctor Man is trying to dock with the endurance so he can get back to planet Earth. Yeah, you missed um, Romley gets murked. Oh, <laughs> Romley gets man. blown to shreds. He gets, shreds. By, he gets wrecked. Yeah. He's trying to get the data out yeah. of the thing, and he's like, "This doesn't make any sense." And you're like, "What yeah. the yeah. fuck's What's going on?" He blows up. Yeah, he yeah. gets blown up. Fuck, yeah. that was a big loss. Yeah, huge. Continue. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, and then and then you know, Matt Damon's trying to dock um, with the ship, yeah. and he he's trying to do it manually because he doesn't have like the authorization or thing, like, yeah. like doing it um, <coughs> perfectly for him, and he can't dock, and it's like an it's like an in imperfect invalid or something. Yeah, in, imperfect docking, and he tries to open up the hatch and like all the pressure lets out of, yeah. of the endurance and just blows like half of it yeah. off. Just murks himself. And you think the whole thing's blown up. And, and you're like, oh no. And, and like Coop and Brand and are Coop just and Brand like, are what heading the straight fuck? towards it. And they're like, yeah. And they're spinning at some great velocity. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And Brand is like kind of sort of giving up and Coop's like, yeah. no. Like, it's like, no, I got Analyze this. the spin. Yeah. And yeah. the music analyze starts building. Analyze the spin. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. It's like, yeah, it's like tracking it's all, it's tracking a, down into the atmosphere, yeah, it's spinning. <laughs> and then <laughs> and it's it like, it, oh, it's so good. It's such a good shot. Like yeah. the whole station's spinning and then Coop's starts Underneath. spinning and then it all starts going at the same, the same speed. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, here it's we go. so fucked. <laughs> and also there's shots where it's like, you see both of them and you see all the wreckage and the planet is right behind and you see like it slowly falling down and you're yeah. like, fucking hell, how are they going to do this? <sighs> it's yeah. so, I reckon this is one of my favorite scenes and the score is just insane. Yeah, and then it's so intense. They kick into the spin um, and Coop's like hanging on for dear life. Brand yeah. is knocked out. Brand She's gone. <laughs> and they, gone. they finally get onto it and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I remember having like goosebumps from yeah, that. Yeah, like, oh my God. And then, you know, they they do it. They stop the spinning and they push it back out of orbit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, sweet. You know, let's go into the next planet. So good. Um, and then no. And then they say, now we've, we've <laughs> gone no. right into the pool of the black hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they've got no fuel. They don't have enough fuel. No right. fuel. Slinging um, around Gargantua to the, get to um, the third planet. Third planet. Mm. Yeah. Um, then... You know, because of that, they have to let go of some cargo and also get the data from the black hole. Yeah. And Coop sacrifices himself. Coop being the gets, cargo. Yeah. <laughs> <That's like laughs> Coop being the cargo. Gets sucked in and 
you think like he's gone. He's yeah, so dead. Absolute goner. And then he like first time watching this, out of nowhere this like thing starts to appear in the blackness mm. and falls into the Tesseract and you're like, what the hell is this place? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys think there were gonna be like aliens or something? I didn't know what it was. I, yeah. I don't I I just like I knew it was like fifth dimension kind of stuff. Like, okay, I don't know. I was kind of like the first time I watched it, no way. But the most recent time, I was like, oh, okay, right. Like, I kind of understand what's going on. Yeah, I yeah. kind of know why they had to put this here. Yeah. But when you think about it on a time. large scale, it's yeah. just like. It's so ridiculous, like, it how is. they it's, came it's, up with that. Yeah. 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 How do you come up? Like, it's just. But it's so, so unique as well. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's some yeah. physicist, like, pitching some huge theory. It's like about what happens when you go through a black hole. But yeah. it's like oh, it's like a time loop that he almost puts himself in. Like yeah. constantly until they get like the right data. It's yeah. it's oh, it's such a wig out. Yeah, he's just in he's in this big spectrum of just like space and time and he can he can just travel wherever he wants and yeah. like and the only thing he can do is interact with gravity kind of yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and it's Tiny all bit. it's all the bookcase. The, the bookshelf yeah. of in Murph's room. Yeah. Yeah, which is Could, weird yeah. because I feel like with everything else that's gone on, you kind of forget that that they talk about these like beings that put the wormhole there and yeah. and the ghost in the bedroom. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I mean, when it Yuli. gets back to this point, you're like, oh, like I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah. well me and Yuli were talking about that, but like oh, obviously then Matt McConaughey explains it saying like we were the beings all along, like we put this here. We put it in here. the future. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a that's it's, a, a, it's a serious mind boggler. Yeah, um, but it's then one of those, it's one of those endings to a movie where you're just like, and it explain it tries to explain everything, but it's still so confusing. Yeah, <laughs> but you understand yeah. it, and then it's just like you're like, holy fuck! How do I yeah. know what's going on I, right I now? I feel like they do it on purpose though, because you need to rewatch it, and having rewatched it, you understand. You it. understand yeah. it more. Yeah. Um. So then Murph obviously works it all out. She saves them all. Mm. Coop gets saved and we finally get to Cooper Station. And what did you guys think of the scene where Coop is talking with like a 90-year-old Murph? Yeah, he walks into that hospital room yeah. and Murph's there yeah. on her deathbed. That was insane. And like, um, I think like the saddest thing is she's like, oh, like she's dying and she's like, oh, um, I've got my family now. Yeah. You've got to go find yours. Like not kicks him out, but it's just like. Yeah. yeah there's no, no, no parent should have to watch their own daughter die. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when I rewatched it for this, like I found myself thinking like imagine being left when you're like 10 years old. Yeah. And you've been waiting for your dad for ages. Yeah. Then, okay, she, she works out that it was. Him when she's what like thirty something, late thirties, early forties. Yeah. But even still, she still had to wait like seventy years or sixty years, yeah, to yeah. see him again. And yeah. the, I but think she like, she had and then, faith. and then she chooses to say like, no, nah, I don't, I don't need. Yeah, you. I like, don't like. I'm just I've glad got that my I saw family you. now. Yeah. Like, like you Crazy. promised you'd come back, and you're I was, here. and you did. I was watching it um, the other night, and Mum was sitting next to me. <laughs> yeah, and in that scene. She's sitting next to me and I'm, you know, I'm shedding a tear, but, you know, very privately. And <laughs> yeah, she very- is 
bawling her eyes out. <laughs> She's like fully crying. And I was like, oh my God. Like it's that just so shows good. how emotional that final scene yeah. is. It's so, yeah. It's also the acting, like McConaughey, if you think about it, like he was having to act with young Murph, um, who's played by Mackenzie Foy for most of the movie. And then she's he's with Anne Hathaway and the others. But then he's got this one scene with the older Murph, who's played by Ellen Burstyn, and he's so good. Like he yeah. is like crying and just like shocked that he's able to like see her again. Yeah. yeah. I think um, like so they killed it. The, the Like one of the biggest realisations is when Murph realises that uh, Professor Brand had like solved the equation oh, long yeah. ago, but yeah, yeah. there was nothing he could do with it because there was no the data. data from the black hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that he was, was pretty much sending them on a mission to not come back. Yeah. yeah. There was no intention and he lied of to them. humans yeah. off the earth. Yeah. It was always going to be a colony. Yeah. That was fucked. Um, but yeah, great ending. And I think, you know, we've obviously touched on some really good scenes and parts of the movie, but some other things that I really liked about it. Firstly, Goes without saying, Hans Zimmer's score is iconic. Like so good. We get it from the start. We get it from the ending. Mm. And I remember I originally, because saw it like on extreme screen or whatever. I originally thought when I first saw it that the music was like too loud. I don't know if you guys really? remember how loud it was it, like in yeah. the cinema. It kind of was a bit like weird, but I, I I understand like why they did that, and I think it's just like perfect. Yeah, rewatching it would like it just makes it so much better. Yeah, I want to go watch it at like an IMAX or something. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent would I'll recommend. Yeah. I think actually, I think I did see it on IMAX um, when that was at Darling Harbour. That'd be huge. Um, but one last thing about the score, which I showed you guys, and we talked about this before. Mm. Um, Hans Zimmer and Kristen Nolan had obviously worked on heaps of stuff with The Dark Knight and other movies and they were like wanting to try out like something new. And so what Nolan did was he didn't tell Zimmer anything about the movie. He just gave them one page of script between a father, Cooper, and a supposed son and Zimmer realised it was about like love and like being a parent. So he just wrote the music about being a parent and didn't realize it was going to be a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, let's like use um, a organ because it's all about like humanity and like the air that goes through breathing the pipes, like and, yeah. breathing. Like yeah. it's insane that he was able to work out that. Like yeah. Hans so, Zimmer, they're both geniuses. So smart, like getting that connection. Like yeah. Almost like it's like, yeah, I'm going to make the cinematography like Fantastic. Yeah. And then I'm also going to make the soundtrack like <laughs> so close to each person, like emotionally. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I'm going to get you. Like, yeah, I'm coming get- for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's just a wizard, dead set. Oh, literally. Um, but the score is insane. Another quick thing is that um, McConaughey, you have to remember that McConaughey did Dallas Buyers Club. He was obviously in Wolf of Wall Street for mm-hmm. a brief period, but. Yeah. His next lead was Interstellar and I think that was like perfect. Like he's just gone from winning best picture and then he's in this sci-fi movie of such a deep character. I really liked that not only he did that but Nolan like chose him. Um, Agreed. That was really cool. Yeah, now now that you've seen it, it's hard to picture anyone else in that role. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's so iconic. Just for someone like to have a vision of such like ridiculousness like this. Yeah. Like Jonathan obviously writes a lot of stuff for Chris. Chris yeah. is more Chris is definitely more of a director than a writer. Yeah. His brother Jonathan um writes a lot of the stuff. And I was going through I was actually going through the original script the other day. Interstellar. And, Interstellar. Yeah. And reading the Tesseract scene. And it's just the most like discombobulating like, <laughs> thing you'll ever read because wow. and it's not it's not actually what you see in the final yeah, yeah. movie. It's oh, so it's kind of different. It's so scientific. Imagine and, how like, to like trying to explain that on paper. It's yeah. just like <laughs> it's I don't so, even come up with the words for yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> the producers were probably like, We don't get it, but we <laughs> yeah. trust you. Like, just do it. Yeah, I think yeah, I saw an interview as well and they were like, like, how do you like pitch this to these different production companies. Yeah. Like surely for like a state in America, like Texas or something where yeah. there might be people who don't really like understand this stuff. <laughs> and and then he would, no one just said, no, the production company just said, fucking do what you want. Just fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. Take this money. Just do it. Do it. Um, one last thing that I really liked about the movie. So he had just finished up the Dark Knight trilogy with Dark Knight Rises, Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan. And then it got announced that this sci-fi movie was being made and it was going to be about like time travel and interdimensional space and McConaughey was going to be the lead. And I was just, I I remember that the secrecy was just like so good and it hyped it up so well. Like I was like, oh shit, he's going from the Dark Knight Rises to this insane sci-fi thing. Mm. Yeah. And I remember they posted the first trailer kind of a year before the movie was coming out. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't like give away anything. Like it was just kind of McConaughey talking over like the scenes of like the dust and the crops and stuff. And the fact that they get like the actual interviews from people in the Yeah. the Florida dust bowls or something like that. Something like yeah, that yeah. and it's like the actual interviews from first hand experience. Yeah. Um like oh, just genius. Little, it's yeah, just it's, like it's insane. Um, so I remember that they hyped it up so well and it just made it so much better. So we've obviously touched on the best parts. Were there any sort of favourite quotes that you guys liked uh, throughout the movie? We've obviously touched on some, but um, any favourite quotes that kind of really stood out for you guys? Definitely. At the start of the uh, start of the film when Coop says, uh, we used to look to the stars and wonder at our place. Now we just look down and worry about our place. In oh, the dirt. yeah. Which is just like he says that to um, not his father, but father his father-in-law. In law. Yeah. Because, um, like, that's all Coop wanted to do pretty much his whole life. Like, all he's aspired to do. And it raises such a good point and pretty much just sets the tone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you see at the start of the movie as well, like... He was a pilot. He was a pilot. And then, you know, you go around and you see he's, like, all interested in, like, this, you know, surveillance drone and stuff. And then he goes to the parent-teacher interview and they say... Yeah. Like we've we've corrected the textbooks. Yeah, for showing the moon how the, landings. the moon landings were like faked. Um, and he's just like, for like a fuck propaganda to the Russians. Three planets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shits on the teachers. Yeah, that was fucking good. Yeah, I think another um, good quote, which sort of gets you a bit hyped up for. I think it's probably like the space quarter launch. of the way into yeah. the movie, and, mm. and you're like, okay, what's what's what are they going to do now? And he goes, um, Professor Brand, the old Professor Brand, goes. We're not meant to save the world. We're meant to leave it. 
Yeah. And uh, I thought that was his, sick. In his nice English voice. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Caine. Michael yeah, Caine, the guy. So good. <laughs> nah, I thought that was sick. Like, and that 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 goes to show like how they could have they could have said anything else. Like, oh, you know, like the dust, we can't like you can't it's not safe and world, stuff. Blah, but blah, like blah. Yeah. yeah. Just no beating around the bush. No beating around the bush. It. Just give us a good line from Michael Caine and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> little, little Michael Caine one liner. Um yeah, that was a great quote. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, Cooper agrees to pilot the mission and you know he's having that moment in his in the bedroom with Murph. Oh, and that Murph's, was a great. Murph's saying, you know, it's one like the I know what the bookshelf was saying, like it's one word. It says stay. Mm. It says stay yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like so emotional. And then he gives her the wristwatch, which is obviously a bit of a motif throughout the movie. Yeah. And um, you know, he's like, when when I come back, we're gonna compare and it like cause time's gonna run differently for me, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And he goes, by the time I get back, we might even be the same age. So fun. Oop, oops. <laughs> Why would he say that? Shouldn't have said that, man. <laughs> but also like imagine being a father and having to leave your kids for like genuinely an unknown time yeah. in yeah. space. And there's like, like so far. It's pretty much like it's pretty much once you get through that wormhole, it's all just improv. History. It's a mystery. Yeah, you don't know, there's don't no know there's no mission. Yeah, it's you just, just take it as it comes. It's impossible yeah. to You know comprehend. where the planets are, no. but you, you don't know. You don't know what's gonna. You don't know what the plan is. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it's fucked. Yeah, I thought with that, like we already talked about it before, but Romilly is alone in the ship. I thought one of the most like shocking quotes was when. He says, I've waited years. And you're like, yeah. holy shit. Like, you've been alone. Yeah, it's crooked. So <laughs> like, crook. imagine, like, we just went through COVID. Like, yeah. couldn't do, couldn't handle, like, a couple of weeks alone. Like, yeah. let alone 20, 20 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was insane. Um, I thought another one was when they're on Dr. Man's planet and Dr. Man's already pushed down Coop down the hill. And they've already started fighting and McConaughey kind of got the upper hand for a bit. And then I, don't, I can't remember what he asks Dr. Man, but Dr. Man just says like, yes, yes. And he just starts like walking towards him and he just keeps saying yes. And then they like go at it again. I thought yeah. that was like pretty funny. And then uh, Dr. Man's like smashing his helmet Head against Cooper. Yeah. And then he's like, stop, like there's a 50-50 chance that you're going to die yourself. And then... Dr. Man's like, those are the best odds I've had in years. I thought that was like yeah, hilarious. That was, um, that was a good one for me. Yeah. And then, yeah, continuing on, like when Coop is about to like detach, like you kind of don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says Tars is like Tars will detach. Tars will detach. Yeah, and then he's like. Um, um, to shed the weight. Yeah. But and he goes, they don't Ranger know what two. ship he's on or whatever. Yeah. 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 And he's stuck onto Ranger <laughs> 2. He goes, Ranger 2 detach. And oh. then. And then Brand's like. Oh yeah, she's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I remember. I remember hearing that and be like, "Oh shit!" And yeah, she starts fair, crying. The, obviously, the bravery of detaching from your ship into just a black knowing hole. that you're about to be sucked into a black hole, <laughs> mate. He's to be fair, though, he's, he's probably already given up on his kids at the at this. Yeah, point. he's like, already lost. It took them fifty one years. years to slingshot around the black and hole, and they have no fuel to get back home. So he's, so got he's no never going to see. Yeah, anyway. he's never. He's, he's already. He's already comprehended. May as well it. get the data. <laughs> I'm getting it's the data, about, boys. Die for the data. It's all about the data. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> um, nah, that was so good. And then in the Tesseract, another great quote from Cooper. He's like, 
still adjusting to the fact that he can see into the, the but behind the bookshelf the, yeah. and he can see Murph and he sees himself like leaving her bedroom after the whole stay scene and he's like mm. yelling like don't let me leave and that was just like so emotional like yeah. shouting because he's like trying yeah. to trying to stop and also speaking of like I, I haven't actually seen the behind the scenes but I assume that was CGI and McConaughey was probably just yelling into like a green screen, which is <laughs> no, no, because I is was it not. Yeah, no, I was researching. Um, Did they make it? So, they love real so effects. Nolan. Nolan like hates using green screens in his movies. Yeah. Like you say, Dunkirk, and that's all real. All real. All those, yeah. all those shots are real. So like, you think that how how are they actually, you know, producing these? Like shots of like the planets and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Out the windows of the of the stuff. So like they big mission. They, they built the ships. All, yeah, they? They, well they they built the set, but then they like instead of putting green screens on the windows, they put TVs and stuff. Oh and shit! They just played the video that they created of like Earth spinning or like ah, sat the Saturn rings and stuff. That's oh, wow. sick. And so the actors could actually see that. Yeah. So they didn't use green screens, and then they with the tesseract as well. They built the tesseract. No. And they they just strung they like got Matthew Hung McConaughey and they strung them up in like so he was just hanging there and that <laughs> is like so in this sick. in this like pretend Tesseract so yeah yeah and he's like crying and yelling and shit like he's he's insane he's um, so good any other good quotes yeah my my favorite quote of the whole movie is when he's he's in that hospital room with his daughter and she says nobody believed me um, but I knew you'd come back and. Cooper goes, how? And she says, because my dad promised me. Oh, yeah. man. The best. The best Oh, line. my God. It's so good. Tugs on the tear ducts. It really does. It's fucked. And, again, if you think about it, like, she's waited for, like, you know, 60 years or whatever since so she worked long. it out. Yeah, like and she had years. the faith. And she had faith the whole time. That's fucked. Even though she didn't send a message to us for, like, 40. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't really matter. We can, we can get past it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that was a great quote. And I think um, the ending as well, like, she obviously says, go go see Brand. Um, like, she's out there all alone. And the music's just, again, killing it. Mm. thought it was a great ending. Yeah. Um, we've already said how much we like Interstellar. Are there even any bad parts? <laughs> I was, I've come up with one as we were talking. Okay, not a bad part, but a, a thing that just I don't know. I just laugh at. And how is when they <laughs> yeah, but when they come out of the cryopods, like the floor, it's like a bathroom. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like tiled like a bathroom. Like they're not like in a space station. Like what's going on? Yeah, true. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's that's a fair point. Yeah, so I, you're hating on the like set design. Yeah, hating on the, <laughs> hating on the set design. <laughs> really clutching at straws. I am. I can't find anything else. Yeah, no, the storyline's perfect, but the set design oh, could have been. Actually, <laughs> on that point, when um when they're at Dr. Man's planet and they're opening up his cryo bag. They have to like tear it open or something. Yeah. Do they like well, have no, to do that every time? No, because the zipper's on the inside. Oh, true. And he's not a. And he didn't set it. Okay, yeah. sorry. I'm getting. But they, I'm getting yeah. busy. Is it the no, I know, I know these things, man. <laughs> Come on. Is it the zipper on the inside. Yeah, because they have to zip it up themselves when they go. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. true. True, true, um, But yeah, I didn't. There was one thing I didn't like about the movie, and it's just so like it's so small, but it just pisses oh. me off every time. <laughs> and it's it's when you know they're like driving through the cornfield. Oh yeah. And they like lock onto this 
like Cooper like codes his way into like this military <laughs> like surveillance drone that's yeah. just flying around somehow we don't know on his laptop <laughs> and then like Murph is just able to fly this drone with the trackpad on the yeah, laptop on the just like, like moving her fingers around it's 2067 mate you don't know what's going on yeah yeah but you, it's just so it's, it's so unexplained like how they don't need to doesn't need to it's not the story like little, the story's not about just, some Indian drones <laughs> it's just showing like the it's showing the, the extent of yeah, like what people got, like the have to do what's the word for it um because he wants to get the like solar cells yeah. from the thing. He's so like desperate for yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. They go to the massive extent of going through the cornfield, killing off the corn. Not that it's alive. <laughs> yeah, anyway. speaking of the corn and, and real effects with Nolan, did they have to run over all these corn for the movie? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they drove through the corn. But they actually, so I read as well that Christopher Nolan and like the production company Planted 500 acres of corn. No way. <laughs> no, they do they, not. Mums, they, 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 they built a road and they they put a cornfield up for this <laughs> no movie. No way. Yeah, yeah. No, I read it. There's so many articles a on it. A corn farm. Was that on Daily Mail? A corn farm. And then after production was um, done, they sold the corn farm for a profit. No way. Full yeah. yarn. That is. Imagine going to work <laughs> Wait, one day. Wouldn't and that like, take like a year to grow the corn? Uh, yeah, well. This is some Daily <laughs> Mail oh kind God. of information, no, no, seriously. Mate. This is no. the detail they go into. They yeah, it's bloody. I hope that's true. I hope that's true. Yeah. 500 so acres funny. as well. That's like. I actually. That's a lot, that's a lot yeah. of crop. Oh my God. I can't believe that. Last sort of question about Interstellar before we wrap up. Who do you reckon your favorite character of the movie is? It's got to be Coop. Yeah, I Coop's reckon. great. I yeah. think. Yeah, Coop is fantastic. I just I also love the relationship between Tars and Coop. Yeah, the it's dynamic. It's just like it's the so little good. comedic relief, but it's not really like comedic relief. It's just like a little little smile. Yeah, it's not like your typical like sort of Marvel like really obvious jokes. It's yeah. like just little subtle things and it's like, oh, nice. Like I enjoyed that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might have a chuckle. What's your what's your humor set? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> take that down to 80%. <laughs> it's funny no. that they like Nolan and – uh, the two Nolans, rather, they come up with these things. Like, how would yeah. they think yeah, that that is it's funny? So, like, it's just yeah. insane. Oh, okay, so we've got to make this robot called Tars, <laughs> and he's gonna have a humor setting. Like, yeah, it's. Imagine it's what was the what was the joke that he made in the thing? He was like, um, he was like preparing a ejection or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, okay, we're gonna reduce that humor setting down to seventy yeah, yeah. percent. Well, he gets the house to himself again, and he's like, "Oh, get me another Tars." Yeah, and he's setting it up, and he's like, humor setting like seventy percent, and then he's like, self destruct in ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Tars was a good character. I thought, um, like, obviously Coop was amazing and such a complex character. I thought mm. Romilly was a good character. Like yeah. besides yeah, from him, like his, I don't know why I'm, why I'm even, why I even thought of this, but his explanations of like all the space facts, like talking about wormholes and like explaining the wormholes and like little stuff like that. He just said it in a cool way. Kept That's it scientific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like he kept it scientific. Like, yeah. Like kept it you scientific. could get like definitely lost in the adventure of it, but he always like brings it back to the main yeah. objective of 100%. trying to find the new planet and trying to get. The data. Yeah, <laughs> when, he's, when he's explaining how the wormhole works and he's just got the little piece of paper. Yeah. And he's like, um, he's like, you want to you wanna get from point A to point B, but it's too far. Like a wormhole bends space and time. Yeah. To like just this little like circle. 
And then he's like, well, we live in a three-dimensional world of circles, a two-dimensional object. Yeah. So what's a circle in <laughs> in 3D? In 3D. He's like yeah. a sphere. sphere. And then you see the wormhole. What is a sphere? He's like, <laughs> oh, oh. It's such a weak act. Imagine, yeah. to, imagine like seeing that. You'd be like, how the fuck? It just shows how, how like, how, gonna get into that? how like, scientific the movie actually is. Like, yeah. Working, they, working um, with Kip Thorne. Went to a big extent. Kip, yeah. Kip, uh, Kip wrote a book called The Science of Interstellar. It's yeah, like yeah, a proper thing. Yeah. No, well, you were talking about um, the black hole and how they, like, yeah. the visual effects team made it with all this data that they had. Mm. Um, and that was, so the movie came out in 2014. And so they would have been oh. doing that probably 2012, 2013. Yeah. And in 20, I think it was 2020, maybe 2019, um, NASA released the first image of a black hole. Really? The first image, like, obviously, of this long range telescope yeah yeah and they'd have to like the hubble they'd have to you know touch it up and make it look nice and then yeah yeah but put this data in as well to like make it look all right and they compared they compared (laughs) the the they compared the image that nasa released and the interstellar black hole and they are pretty much no way yeah that's insane that'd be so good pitching this whole theory (laughs) about it yeah and it comes out and you're like hey yeah boy yeah yeah (laughs) Build a cornfield, fucking beat NASA. Oh. Man, this movie. Yeah, they literally beat NASA to the black <laughs> hole. <laughs> Mate, it's so good. And that's why it's one of the best. So that is a wrap for Interstellar. Absolutely insane movie. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates once again. A podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Huge thank you as well to Tom and Alex for coming on the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was thank great. You. It was thank great. you. Thanks for having great. us. Hope to be back sometime. Yeah, 100%. As always, please let us know what you want to hear about in future episodes. And if you want to send in a mailbag or do an elevator pitch to me, send us a DM on Instagram or TikTok at cinemas underscore. Otherwise, we will catch you for the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. If you enjoyed it, you can follow us and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major platforms. Also, if you haven't already, check out our Instagram and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content and let us know what you've thought of this episode. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's first people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemates is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you, whether it's friends, family or colleagues. Sometimes they may be going through a hard time and chatting with them may reassure that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.